Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. And I am Sam Nifty Delady. Pow, pow, pow. And Merry Christmas. The, the Merry Christmas. Yeah, it's very early for us to be saying that, but this is the last uh, episode that we're recording before we take our Christmas break. Mm. Uh, we've recorded a whole bunch of stuff to go out over the festive season to keep you amused and occupied and entertained. We won't be deserting you. Um, regular service will be maintained. We've got a five-episode deep dive into Christmas Morning with Noel from BBC One, 1988 Christmas Day TV show. Mm. Five episodes of that. If you're IFS, um, which IFS level is it? Uh, plus, I think it's called. Right. Yeah. Uh, plus and above, plus Platinum Turbo. You'll be getting a four-part look at the last Christmas video by Wham. That's right. Four parts. Wow. Into a four-and-a-half-minute-long video. What else have we done? Ripley's Odyssey is already underway. That's coming up. Uh, if you're I, not IFS, I think you've already put out the first episode of the Christmas. Yeah, a couple of them are gone last out, I think, Christmas. Yeah. I um, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've developed an unhealthy fascination with the uh, uh, the woman who played George and Andrew's love interest mm. in that video because yeah, we now both follow on Instagram. Yeah, we both follow on Instagram. I mean, it's not like Tupo because I actually showed it to my wife and she's really interested now as well. Good, because good. It's just like so that makes open. it feel more healthy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like... Yeah. I mean, I did tell her, look, she's still really fit. I've had to say to her, I've had to turn around to her and I'll go, listen, right? You know that, Doris, from the... Uh, like, I use words like this to my wife. Of course I don't. I'm too scared. So I'm pretending yeah. that I am... Don't talk like this. Excuse me, madam. Yeah, May I tell you Timmy. something about the last Christmas <laughs> pop video? <laughs> the one by Wham. <laughs> but I'll pretend that I'm more confident moving. Okay, you know that, Doris, in the... Uh, in the uh, last Christmas video. Yeah, well, me and Andy have uh, looked her up on Instagram. She just rolls her eyes now. She used to say, yeah. years ago, she used to go, why? Why would you do that? Yeah. And now it's sort of like I could say anything. That's just a given. And she's yeah. just like, right, yeah. And I said, <clears throat> but she but, doesn't want to know why, basically. Yeah, she doesn't want to know why. And I go, yeah, so anyway, have a look, because she's still quite foxy, and she's an interesting yeah. character. So she has, and to be fair... I think that she's got this sort of quintessential mid eighties magazine cover girl look, which um yeah. which my wife is a sort of a fan of anyway. Do you know what I mean? And right, especially yeah. in the yeah. video, she's really got that, hasn't she? The bright red lipstick Definitely. and the hairdo hairdo like out of a studio line ad. An advert you'd see or a cover girl of just seventeen magazine, something like that. Exactly that. Yeah, yeah. So she was she was keen and I think now what's her name again? Is it Kathy Hill? Kathy Hill. Kathy Hill just, is just, just worth checking just, out, lads and ladies. I, I made it sound there like I just kind of remembered it. Um, vaguely. Is it? Uh, now, let it's me see. Is it, is it Kathy oh, Hill? Let me think now. Um, <laughs> Kathy. It's not with an H. Me and my mates have this sort of shorthand for that, right? For when like someone's pretending 
to not know something. And mm. it's because um, a really old mate of mine, right, uh, who was... He was a mate from since primary school, but he also was at university with me. And he's one of those mates who I love him to bits. I don't, I'm not mates with him anymore, but I loved him to bits. But also, he was a massive cunt, right? You know, we've all got <laughs> mates like that. You know, like you love them, but objectively, yeah. they're a huge cunt. And that's just sometimes friendships are like that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But he was a he was a snide cunt, and what he'd what he'd do is we would like. In in our final year university, he we we went moved into a house together, me and him and three other lads. Uh, but he had this really weird bird, and uh, he'd spend most of his time round at her house. And he would never, he would always swerve paying his share of the bills, or you know the food or the phone bill or anything like that, right? Um, which used to always really wind us up. But he would he would basically hide from us. He'd try to avoid us at university, and he'd never come to the house when we were there, right? Because he knew right. that if he bumped into one of us, we'd pin him down and say, where's the fucking yeah. money you owe, right? Yeah. So he got to know our timetables so he could coordinate times that he could be in the house knowing that we would all be, you know, in lessons, lectures or whatever, right? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and and he would, he, would, he, would sti- he would steal in and he, do you know what he'd do? He'd nickel the milk. So this is a guy who already <laughs> owes us money, right? He already owes us money. And then he'd come over to the house when we were out to God. double down on the cuntishness by stealing the milk and taking it back to his girlfriend's, that's, right? That's not a friend. It's not a friend, right? But it gets worse. When he was Ugh. about, there was like, I don't know how it's happened, but you, you'll remember as well as I do, 192 Directory Inquiries. Fucking, Fucking brilliant. Work there, mate. Worked there for a bit. Yeah, you did, didn't you? But they fucked yeah. it all. We all loved 192. I thought it was magical. It was as close to the internet as we had back yeah. in the 80s and early 90s, right? And it right? wasn't that expensive either. It was great. And then they fucking privatised it. Another thing, just like the coal, right? They mm-hmm. had to go and privatise it. And then it got completely fucking confusing. You had all these 118 cunts, didn't you? Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a fucking million and one different ones. And it just wasn't the same. And then in the end, the internet fucked it anyway. But anyway, this I'm talking the golden age of 192, mate. Fucking yeah. brilliant. National Institution. If I'm going to write a book, I'll call it that. Yeah. And uh, this cunt, he's, I'll tell you his name. His name's Josh, right? And a fucking a right, phone okay. bill comes in. A phone bill comes in, right? And, like, there is, there is in one fucking month been about 150 calls to 192. Most of <laughs> most of them, right, in an insane fucking like frenzy. Well, what I can only call a number gathering frenzy, right? Because you'd see them one the after the other thing. in a long list in the middle of the day. Yeah, and we think, what the fuck's going on here? So we know it's him because we looked at the times and dates. And we thought these were the times that we knew he was getting in the house to fucking nick stuff off us, right? Mm-hmm. So in the end, we got him. We pinned him down. Right, literally, physically, we held literally, him. In, yeah, we held good. him in the house. Right, I mean, he he did take. A, he took a few beatings in the end, like, and he. But he, he was the sort of cunt who just go, all right, then beat me up, and so you go, all right, and then you would beat him up, and then yeah. he'd be like, all right, you're done now. Do you know what Level. I mean? Yeah. yeah, it'd sort of like almost be like, I know the worst that can happen is that you physically beat me up, but I don't care. I'm ready for that, and then and, I'll start again. Yeah, he'd just take the beating and start all over again. But what he did was, we went. Why the fuck do you explain this? 
and we slammed like a detective in a cop show in an interrogation. Documents. We slammed the documents mm. on the table in front of him. He looked at it and he goes, what, what am I looking at here? And we go, <laughs> look at all those 192s. And he looked at us like as if we were mad. And he just sort of went, 192? As if he'd never heard of it before. <laughs> what? 192? And it was the worst bit of fucking disingenuous <laughs> acting. <laughs> we've ever seen and we were like what are you saying it like that for he goes what is 192 you fucking know right well what 192 <laughs> is you cunt and you've been calling it 150 fucking times I don't wow. I literally don't know what 192 is that doesn't sound like a phone number to me phone numbers usually have at least seven digits oh fuck off, fuck off. you absolute cunt he goes I don't know so we're going what well, you it, never had a 999 you cunt yeah what's happened so you never called the operator Right? What was that? A hundred, wasn't it? One hundred, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, what was the speaking what clock? What was the speaking clock? Yeah. The speaking clock? It was, it was like one sixty. Maybe. And what was the chart? <laughs> what was it? Oh, with... I don't remember the chart. That, that was a private service. What was it when that you wasn't... could no, but wasn't there one where you could call up and just listen to regular if you would like to listen to Wings of a Dove by Madness, yeah. dial one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that was a private service though. That was that would have been <laughs> an oil or eight four five thing. Oh, okay. That well, was, anyway, that was peak rich shit. That yeah, that's that was that's posh phone numbers. That that's rich man's phoning. Got, got me googling the speaking clock number now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was one sixty. This is what our listeners are here for. This stuff. I was one two three. Of course it was. So oh yeah. So it's like he's like one nine two, and he wouldn't let up. And anyway, in the end, we beat him up. <laughs> and um, yeah, time for your beating now. We gave him a beating, and in the end, we went to his dad right we went directly to his dad and we went you better fucking pay this because we've already beaten him up a couple of times and it's going to get worse right it's not taken and his dad was very much like yes yes that sounds right yes like not surprised at all (laughs) by his own josh yes yes he is a he's a he's a cunt i mean we all know that yes he's (laughs) quite the cunt it's a real disappointment but what can you do it was exactly like that i don't know it was like that so we had to, um, so in the end, we got the money off of his dad and that was that. But now to this day, like what we're talking, like 25 years later, we still go, <laughs> when someone's trying to bullshit someone else, we always go like this. My wife does it too. You go, one night, two? <laughs> it's just like a byword for bullshit, basically. Yeah. One nine two. You know, you're like, if you, if you bullshit something, like if I go to my wife and my wife say, oh, you know, you said, did you leave the heating on in the in the shed? No, I, I didn't. I didn't leave it on. I'm sure I switched it off. And she'll just go to me, 192? <laughs> <laughs> when it's like, you're telling a transparent lie and playing <coughs> ignorant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Very good. So he's... Uh, Can I just add, the, during that anecdote, I was enjoying... The perfect cup of tea again. Oh, lovely! And it was at perfect drinking temperature as well. What do you, do you ever? You know, when you look back on the perfect cup of tea, when you get one once in a while, and for me, it's like mm. I feel I'm going. Do you, you go through phases? Like I feel like I'm off my game a little bit at the moment. I'm never getting it quite right. And then mm. suddenly, you think I, have, I, have, I, have I lost yeah. it? And then suddenly, you recapture it again. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this one, I did something different. I swirled the tea background in the mug did you not usually do that no you just let I it just let sit it, there I just let it how long do you let it sit, sit there, there for do you time it precisely like I, dunk it in. 
I'll dunk it in a couple of times. Oh, about yeah. three minutes. About three minutes. About three minutes, yeah. But I gave it a, I gave it a stir as well. I gave it a swirl. So maybe mm. that's what did it. Are you a squeezer? Do you, do you squeeze on your way <laughs> out? Um, not, not so much, no. Mm. I'll kind of let a couple of bits drip because I'll fish it out over the bin. And a couple of I'll let a couple of bits, a couple of drips drip out into the into the mug, and then just drop it in the bin. I was um, so early on in my tea making career. Uh, it's a career, isn't it? It is a career. Yeah, it, my my journey. Um, mm. So I was already a big tea drinker, but I was only just getting into like making it on the reg for myself. I'd mm. been I was a child, and I was very much my mum would go, "Who wants tea?" And I'd go, "Yeah." And then it was like, I need, I'm getting more into making my own tea now. This was long before. I mean, nowadays I'm a, I'm, I'm a priss when it comes to making tea, if I'm honest. You know, I'm, right. I'm a priss. I don't do it with leaves. I only do it in a pot. I'm weird. But back then it was just like normal. And, um, yeah. and my mum went to buy a car off some geezer from where she worked, which I yeah. don't know if you remember this, Sign Centre. The, the company that specialised in making Perspex signs for shop fronts. Don't remember that. Maybe no, no. that didn't come I, as far I, I, north I, I, as, as us. No, no, you won't remember it. It was a small independent company. I'm just saying you may remember oh, me right. telling stories about it because oh, okay. I became obsessed with... Do, do you not remember my period of being addicted to Perspex? Did we do an episode called Addicted to Perspex? Yeah, I was so into Perspex in the 80s. It was unbelievable, yeah. right? When I was about seven, eight, my mum was working at Science Centre because I'd go across and that's the, right, yeah. the offices were upstairs and that's where she worked as a secretary. But down below, there was the Perspex factory. And I used to go and mm. hang around in the Perspex factory with all the lads. And they were like a right was, laugh. Was there, was there like a solvent element to it in uh, terms of the smell, the smell yeah. of it? Oh, yeah. Exactly. The smell was intoxicating. Looking back, it probably got me high, right? (laughs) Um, But I wasn't sort of aware of that at the time. The lads, it was was all a bunch of uh, West Indian lads who were fucking brilliant, brilliant laugh, all of them down there. But then there was one white guy called Bob, and he was a hunchback. And he was... um, (laughs) Bob the Hunchback. I mean, you know, different times, but he was known as Bob the Hunchback. He yeah. was the one who his mum. He lived at home with his mum, and, and I cri- bet I bet he never complained either. No, he not about his hunchback. But he was. He would always go. You can't have that kid running around down there. He'll lose a finger because they had all those electronics saws and stuff, Andy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like hydraulics, the sort of shit that we love to look, watch now on YouTube. This was yeah. real. I was down there in the factory. I was on the fucking ground, right? Oh, on ITV 4s made in Britain, uh, narrated by Jimmy Neil. Yeah. I may be visiting a factory soon, but I'll tell you why later in the show if we have time. Okay. Um, so I'm down there and they go, and the, the hunchback, Bob the hunchback is like, you can't have that kid running around down there, right? He'll lose a finger. And Ned will be like, shut up, Bob, stop being boring. He was like some sort of authority figure, is it the foreman or something? I don't know the industrial terms because I've never worked in a factory. I am a mm. podcaster, right? But uh, they go, right, uh, you know, you can't do it. And then one day they had, a, they had a funny idea for a joke and they got one of those pretend nails that look like it's gone. It's a, it's a ring and it looks like a nail's gone through your finger, right? Yeah. And they got that from the joke shop and then they yeah. got a load of fake blood and they put it on my finger and then one of them picked me up 
and just started running through the factory, going mad, going, call an ambulance, call an ambulance. The kid got a nail through his hand. Like that, right? And Bob the Hunchback's fucking going mental, going, I fucking told you, you silly cunts. His mum's going to go mad. Right? And I'm like pretending to cry. And then like, just as Bob's going apoplectic and about to have a fucking seizure, they all just burst out laughing, put me down. I take the ring off. Oi, 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 like and he's like, you fucking little bastard. Uh, so I love the Perspex factory so much. And yeah, Bob's uh, mum would always give my mum a package of meat every Christmas to say thanks for treating Bob nicely. Oh, lovely. Thanks for being and, kind to Bob. And, uh, and also... <laughs> The boss of the company, RG, right? So it's exactly like fucking, what's his name? CJ, right? This really posh guy who drove a Rolls Royce because he was a Perspex millionaire, right? He also, if my mum ever worked late, he would go to his private fridge in his (laughs) fucking office, right? And he would go, here's some steaks for your boys, right? Because I know (laughs) they'll be hungry when you get in. So he'd make a work late, like writing a letter, taking dictation or whatever, Right, and then she go. I've got to get home and cook the boys' dinner, and he knew that she was raising four kids, four boys on her own. So he had steaks just lying about in his office wow. fridge, Andy, and he would office. give her, he would give her steaks for, to take home to us like hungry oh. birds in a nest. Office steaks. So my mum was reminding me of all this recently, and it's like I said, Mum, was there a period in the eighties where the main currency you dealt in was meat? <laughs> Because you're saying, <laughs> Bob the Hunchback's mum was giving you meat. The yeah. boss was giving you meat. Did anyone ever use money? Or was it all just a meat-based system that you were operating <laughs> under? Barring. My mum just goes like this. Yeah, there was a lot of meat around. Let's <laughs> <laughs> if that's really normal. Fucking crazy. Anyway, getting back to the tea, there was someone she worked with there, and she was he was selling her a car. So I went round... Mm. I always had to go everywhere with my mum because I was young and she didn't have childcare. So I went round to this geezer's house on a Sunday morning and I was just getting into making tea. I was trying to become more... I was trying to develop my skills, Andy. So I was always watching and learning, right? Uh, of course, yeah. When it comes to tea making, at that age, you're a sponge, aren't you? Right? Yeah. You just absorb everything. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. And anyway, I remember vividly this bloke saying, do you want a cup of tea? And go, yeah. And so he's chatting away to us in his little kitchen. And he gets the tea bags and the, he pulls the water on. And then he takes out the jaw, not one teaspoon, but two. And with each tea bag, he does this little sort of fancy <laughs> sort of thing where he passes he passes the bag from one spoon to another, squeezing it, right? And he squeezes yeah. it almost dry between two spoons. Then he wow. chucks the bag away and adds the milk, right? And I <laughs> thought this was wonderful because it looked there was a sort of a, an art to it, a ceremony. There was a flourish, mm. right? And I... I'd never seen it done before. Matter of fact, it's, I've it's never a, seen it's the ritual. It was of it, a isn't ritual. It? I've never seen it done since, if I'm honest. But I took up that system, and I yeah. always, for the next however many years, well, I was a two spoon squeezer. Right, that's what I called myself. I yeah. always used two spoons. My mum, not, not 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 a two pump pirate. No. Two spoon well, squeezer. There was a period where I was yeah, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to go to the ladies. I, I make love the same way I make tea. <laughs> Two squeezes and I'm done. <laughs> make love. <laughs> yeah, like I was making love in my teens. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, I hump. I hump like I make my tea. No, but I, I did it like that for years. And... It, it almost became a trademark. I remember we were on holiday once and my mum said, oh, I knew Sam had been up before everyone else. And I said, how did... And then gone back to bed. I said, how do you know that? She went, because I saw the two teaspoons. There's only one bloke who uses two <laughs> teaspoons to make a cup of tea, right? So I developed a reputation for it. Cut to my first year at university. This is long before fucking Josh has got involved. I'm living in a house with 12 different randoms on campus a large number of which, as luck would have it, are sexy women, right? Oh. And all my mates had ended up in terrible houses with those just sheer fluke because it's arbitrary who you're put with. I was literally put in a sexy woman house. It was incredible. My mates were so jealous. One of the sexy women, and I became really good friends with all of them, and uh, one of the sexy women was, and I've talked about her before on the show, was Mel who was the girl from the first series of Big Brother. Yeah. Who I remember in episode two of Big Brother, we didn't even know she was going in. She just said she was going away for a couple of weeks. And then we switched on the telly and she's half naked painting a wall with her ass. Oh, this was when she, you, you knew her, you were living with her then? No, no. This is, she went into that a couple of years after I was living with right. her. But I was still was mates still with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we remained mates for, for like, you know, the group of people who we lived with at uni became, were like mates for, for years. And anyway, she's come up to me one day and she, she's an extremely confident and smooth person. She's a very sexy lady. She was sexy, but she also carried a huge amount of authority with her. She was a year older than the rest of us. I can't remember right. why she, she was a year old. But she, was, she seemed worldly, <clears throat> much more worldly than me or anyone else. And so when she spoke, I listened. And she came into the kitchen one morning in her dressing gown. And I'm there with my double spoons. And she went... Double spoon method. She went, what's all this? I went, what do you mean, what's this? She went, what's with the double spoons? I said, easier to squeeze the tea bag, isn't it? You don't have to squeeze it. And she went, don't fucking squeeze the tea bag. 
it makes the tea bitter. She went, just be patient, leave it for a little bit longer in the cup, let it do its thing, give it a little yeah. stir, take it out. Don't even squeeze it against the side. You don't need to do that. It gives it a bitterness, trust me. Right. So because, like I say, she was someone who carried an authority with her. And any, if anyone else had said that to me until that point, I would have gone, fuck off, what do you know? But there's something want. about Mel. She had a quiet assuredness. And yeah. so I said, all right, I'll give it a go. And from that day onwards, I never squeezed again. I had a cup of tea and all I did was just leave it to brew a bit longer. I showed patience, which is a characteristic mm. you know, Andy, I, I sometimes struggle with, don't I? Now, now and again, now and again. Maybe. I am, I am someone who yeah. struggles to practice patience. And I, I practice patience, and since then I, I've never squeezed again, and I never will. So that's mm. my tea story. Good. That's yeah. that's a little bit of I'm insight to my tea journey. I, I I don't squeeze off the side of the the cup or the mug either. No, just uh, there's a no need of drops, to. Of I think sometimes when you're a kid, you think get a little bit of extra tea out. Yeah, it's, not, tea, it's, it? it's wasted tea that just lives in the bag. Yeah, what? It's like half a teaspoon of fucking tea. Just leave it. It's mm. bitter. That's what gives yeah. the tea its bitterness, is the squeeze. There you go. Good. Glad we've sorted that out. You said you might be visiting the factory soon. Do you want to quickly tell us about so that? So my book is going to be printed, I think, like oh, next gonna go week. Oh, you're going to watch your book being printed? Yeah. Do you know why? Oh, man. What? That's amazing. Yeah, because I sort of thought, I've never done it before. I've had other books. I've never thought to do it, but I saw someone doing it. I can't remember who, but I saw someone, an, an oh, author. You saw Alan Partridge getting his pulped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw, I know, I saw an author doing it, and I thought, oh, yeah. that's a good thing to put on social media. You know, a little bit you can yeah, video. Yeah, of course. But then I thought, but actually, it's also a really exciting thing to watch. Like, if you, especially if you're there to see the first one come off the print. I never did it in magazines. I sometimes would be there. I went to a couple of printers, but I never really got involved getting right in there and fucking seeing That'd it come off the printer. I'm pretty sure magazines are faster than books. Print, 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 right. Magazines. Newspapers are the fastest. Yeah. Then magazines, and then books will be the slowest yeah, to print, uh, I well, think. Well, I won't stay for long. But, uh, but I thought, <laughs> what a great little road trip to do, because I thought the main reason I want to go is, how often will I have the opportunity to have access to a factory? Not often. Exactly. Yeah, and I thought, true. all them machines are going to be great. So I've, I've asked the publisher, they're trying to sort it out, and I'm going to take Len with me, because I said Brilliant. to him... You want to come in the print factory, don't you? And he was like, yeah. I mean, he doesn't really care about my book, but he wants to see the fucking factory. So I will be filming some factory content, I hope. It's not been confirmed yet, but I've uh, I've put the request in. Slightly deflated. I thought you were going to ask me there before you mentioned Len. If you want to come, there's there's, there's a geographical distance. It's fine. It's in Suffolk, so it's kind of halfway. Kind of halfway. Yeah, sort of. I'll think about it. it, Let let me know the dates and I'll see if I can fit in. It'll be nice. (laughs) Yeah, Christmas printer trip. So, <laughs> Is yeah. Is it pre-Christmas? Yeah. Oh, even better. Uh, got anything right. else to talk nah, about? about it, I reckon. I've been enjoying the some... football, though. I mean, we won't get yeah. too much into it, but we saw two cracking semi-finals, and we we've did. got a legendary final, because actually I was going back through World Cup finals of recent years, and very often there's an obvious favourite and then someone who stumbled their way there. But what we've got, arguably, after a very strong tournament with a lot of good teams, I would say we've probably got the two best teams in the tournament in the final, and it's very hard to call. Because I would say France have the better players, but actually they've been very lucky in their last two games against England and Morocco. I think France have been poor, compared to what I thought they'd be. Yeah, and Argentina... Um, 
have got less good players but are performing more as a team. And I think a lot of people, certainly I would assume you and I, but probably a lot of people will be back in Argentina, wanting Argentina. um, It's the passion that they have as well as a group of the fans, the players, the nation. You kind of just want want to see them do it, don't you? There's that. You know, I'm a long-term huge fan of Messi. I'd like to see Mm. Messi win the World Cup age 35. The first World Cup after we lost Maradona, I'd like to see that go to Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see Messi win it in the in the year when Ronaldo was benched and then <laughs> walked off crying at the end of being knocked <laughs> yeah. out. I'd like to see all of that come together. Yeah. Um, France, I think France, uh, uh, soft as shit, midfield and defence. Their defence is like, they apart. rode their luck against Morocco God, and yeah. England. I mean, against England, England yeah. were creating a lot of chances and they were just fouling England and getting away with it. And yeah. against Morocco, they were just all... It was like Keystone Cops at times. Morocco was so yeah. unlucky not to uh, um, get a goal. So, yeah. Well, I, France, France, have got, France have got four players up top which aren't the best at tracking back and defending. Yeah. So they're just just so, so weak in, in midfield. They've just got two fellas there trying to stem I think, the tide I of think any attacks. That, um, I think that Messi might run riot. And I think... One thing I do think... You don't, you don't know. France might fluke the final like they fluke the others. But yeah, I, fe- I, fe- I feel that Argentina are extremely likely to get at least one penalty in this game because Messi yeah. will just isolate players and, and go in the box. And the way that the French were playing against England, they will just instinctively... They've got one fucking terrible defender. Who's that? Upamenko. Mm. Is that what you say his name? I mean... Harry Kane just fucking had him in his pocket, so fuck knows what he's gonna how he's gonna cope with Lionel Messi yeah. shuffling around at him like he does shuffle shuffle. Yeah, but Did it's you see really, that thing it's I posted exciting. yesterday about that thing I posted yesterday about Messi on Twitter. I re- no. retweeted it. It's a passage from a book called The Barcelona Complex. Mm. Uh, Lionel Messi and the making and unmaking of the world's greatest soccer club by Simon Cooper. Right, who's written quite a few good football books. And it's called How Does He Do It, this chapter. And it's, I'll just read it verbatim. <clears throat> One night in 2015, I sat beside a club official watching Barca Atletico Madrid game in Camp Nou. When the game began, he said, watch Messi. It was a bizarre sight. From kickoff, Messi went on a stroll around the opposition defence, apparently ignoring the ball. In the first few minutes, he just walks across the field, explained the official. He's looking at each opponent, where the guy positions himself and how their defence sits together. Messi was storing his observations in his visual memory. At one point in the opening minutes, Javier Mascarano passed to him and Messi just let the ball roll into touch. He wasn't ready to play yet. (laughs) (laughs) He performs the same routine every match. His old coach Guardiola explains, after five, ten minutes, he has the map in his eyes and in his brain to know exactly where is the space and what is the panorama. Uh... Messi is a curiously overlooked footballer. He's been predictably brilliant for so long, we have come to take his brilliance for granted. Something to be dismissed in a phrase. He's a PlayStation footballer, said Wenger. Like a cartoon, said Samuel Leto. A magician, shout commentators. I want to try and let daylight in on the magic. So that's what he does. First five minutes, just had a bit of a pipe about. I'm going to fucking size you, cunts up. All right. Uh, Hello. All right. What's your name then? (laughs) Harry Maguire? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you do? You're a defender. You reckon you're a defender, do you? Yeah, that's right. And and where do you generally stand here? Yeah, this is where the manager tells you to stand. All right, then. Nice chatting <laughs> yeah. to you. Might, well, might see you well, later. I see you a bit later I'm going on. over yeah. here now. <laughs> yeah. Hello, uh, cunt. He... What's your name? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying dogs. to concentrate on the game. Oh, well, don't worry. I won't keep you long. Don't mind me. 
Who do you reckon you are then? You reckon you're the left back, do you? I am the left back. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough, if that's what you think. Oh, yeah. no. No, mate, I think you're doing well. You stand there, do you? And let me ask you something. Yeah. How you ran just then, is that the fastest you can run, do you reckon? Or do you reckon you can go a bit faster? <laughs> uh, what do you reckon, do you think 80%? you'll be going this, this bit over here, just to the left, about five yards over there? You, do you think you'd be over there much? Any plans uh, to go over there? No? No? Okay. All right. That's interesting. Listen, uh, I wish you all the best. I wish you all the best in your career. We'll be a, we'll be a good game. We'll the best oh, team I, win. Let's just say, I'll be seeing you. I'll be seeing yeah. you. <laughs> or you'll yeah. be seeing me, so, more like. You'll be seeing my fucking ass. <laughs> Fuck it, yeah. Mascarano passes to him, just lets the ball roll into touch. He wasn't nah. ready to play yet. No thanks. And, <laughs> and one of my favourite replies on the original tweet from a fella called Brian who replied, could be true. Yesterday, oh first five minutes, he was practically walking around. Could be true, says Brian, about a book that's got a direct quote in it from fucking Guardiola. Oh, I've got a mate who does, that. does I've got Could a mate. Could be true. Yeah, I'm I've actually got a mate, that. and it's like, Whatever, oh, I, if I write something, right, or sometimes he'll listen to a podcast or whatever, and he'll go, oh, I saw that. Is that true? And it starts to annoy you because you're like, what? yes, it's, yeah, yeah I mean, that's, oh. that's why I said it or wrote it. But he always says, is it really? And you're like, yes, you fucking cunt. It's like, it's a really rude, it's like, a, it's a low key fucking passive aggressive, really rude thing to say that to people and they go is yeah. it true yeah. I mean fair enough if you've said something like completely fucking outlandish I don't know but like this, I've got this one mate it's like his, his only response to anything I ever say is is that true with a like a sort of a confused <laughs> look on his face it's like what why do you call me a liar every day <laughs> is it true fuck me so that was I, I mean I'd never read that before I'd never heard that before maybe it's common knowledge I don't know but it just blew my mind First five minutes, just that's have a amazing. About, I love going that. On. I absolutely yeah, love that. Yeah. That's great. And I think really we've been lucky enough to have however many years it's been now, fifteen years or more yeah. of Lionel Messi. Yeah, and yeah. actually, this World Cup, I once, I went, I went, and I saw him score a hat trick in Camp Nou once against Espanyol. That's All the right. Barcelona uh, derby, yeah. and that was a great, that was a great experience to see him live, see him score a hat trick. But seeing him in this World Cup is the most sort of enchanted I've ever been by him. And I've always loved him, mm. as everyone who loves football has. But it's so weird that at this late stage in his career, he's now, I'm not necessarily saying he's his best, but this has just been incredible, the way that he's performed in every game. Yeah. It takes a lot. Yeah. A couple of grumpy old cynical cunts like me and you, who, mm. who just like, you know, have seen a lot of things in football and are kind of quite hard to impress. I've had my breath taken away every time I've watched him. At some point, oh yeah, this tournament, yeah, yeah, it's it's Maradona eighty six esque. It's maybe not quite up there because that, that assist, was a really that, assist that he did that he against had. Croatia was very oh, like Maradona, oh, where it's just like yeah. he's just decided, yeah, I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm just gonna do this now. That's what Maradona yeah. in eighty six was like, right? Breathtaking, yeah, proper breathtaking, yeah. Um, Great and stuff. And if you look on YouTube, there's montages of stuff that he's done in each of the matches, just all of the kind of passes that he's done and just all put together into one clip. Yeah. Which, you know, stuff like that. Just It's 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 just almost pornography. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll do a prediction for the final, and it's Argentina versus France. That's the official listing of it. Argentina are the home team, if you like. So what do you reckon after 90 minutes, Sam? Oh, fucking hell. 
so difficult, isn't it? I think I'm going to say 2-1 Argentina after 90. Yeah, I'm going to say the same if that's all right. Mm. I really hope it does like get it. settled in 90 minutes. I don't yeah. I don't like it when finals go, certainly not to penalties, but even to when extra you time, extra it's just time, the you're odd goal. At penalties. You're, not, yeah. you're not looking at a team trying to win it in extra time, you're looking at penalties. Yeah, usually, so I, so I hope one way or another minutes. it's settled in 90. And if I want but Argentina to win, wise, but if France win, I won't be... I won't be gutted either because I think, you know, they, yeah. they're a good team. You're right, they haven't played at the best, but they're a good team. So, Football-wise, it's been a, a very enjoyable World Cup. Yeah. Glad it happened. Um, Shout out stuff. to um, our fan and friend, um, Nigel Adderley of TalkSport, who yeah. ha, who uh, was lucky enough to play in a TalkSport versus ITV match this week out in Qatar and was up against a team that contained McCoist Wright. Um, just, uh, what's the name? The one who just won the jungle. Oh, Jill... Jill, Jill Scott, is it? No, Jill. Jill Scott, yeah. And um, and who was the other one? And anyway, but also Roy Keane. And yeah. I did say, who was the best player? And he said, by a mile, Roy Keane was the best player on the pitch. Like better, better than any of them. He said, like McCoy's yeah. movement. He did say McCoy sounds like a bit of a messy. He said McCoy didn't run once, but was continually in space. Yeah, just always yeah. just popped up in Love space. It. Right, Love it. the fucking Glaswegian messy. That's why <laughs> McCoy did his messy thing, but for ninety minutes. Yeah, or however yeah. long the game lasted, it wouldn't have no been ninety minutes. Run. I guess no need to yeah. run against these cunts. <laughs> just, just spend the first ninety minutes working them out. <laughs> Great, and of course the darts are starting this weekend as well. So if you're into that, it's darts Christmas. So yeah, this this is it from us. Um, we won't be doing anything new, I don't think, unless something incredibly drastic happens over the festive period. So mm. thanks for um, listening over the past year and indulging us and supporting the podcast. We I know we're horrible to you sometimes, but we really do appreciate it. Mm. Um, love doing this, and you know, without you the listener we are just a pair of cunts talking to each other so. yeah thanks everyone I hope you have a great Christmas and New Year and just remember 2023 might be a tough in some ways but we're going to do a special on rabies in January so think on yeah yeah 2023 the year of rabies bye 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 on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns